Well, as they say, and as they say, and as they try to make it happen, I would like to say hello, boys and girls, and welcome to Who's to Blame, the podcast. I'm your host, Dre Montez, and thank you again for tuning on in. Hope everyone had a great and wonderful holiday time over this past Thanksgiving weekend. Hope when everyone made it into town safely and you saw your kids and your loved ones and you had good food and had some great experiences and stories to share. But now it's back to reality. It's back to that. It's your first time listening. Please tune in and check out the website at www.dremontez.com. You can also check us out on our social media platforms of Facebook, Who's to Blame, Instagram, Who's to Blame the Podcast, Twitter, at W2B, Dre Montez. And we're also doing YouTube with our live streaming show, Montez at Midday, which can be heard Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. But our YouTube page is Dre Montez. And you know what, kids? It's almost 2022. So Dre Montez has been TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok. Check us out, Dre Montez 6-3. No, I did not do the milk crate walk. You could no, there's no way possible. No way possible. They they took sometimes they take things too far. Sometimes they take things too far. But thank you for tuning in again. But we're gonna get right into it. And I want to talk about the state of college sports right now due to everything that is happening in the past four years with sports. But I think this all starts back to back in the day, a time that right now we're cussing little kids out about between the ages of 12 and 35 because they don't respect the past. And we can't get and can't get by the past as a problem for the older generation. We can't let go of the past. I'm sorry. Sports was different then. The way it was talked about, the way it was played, the way it was discussed, the way it was debated, the arguments, the complaints, the players. But it's changing. It's called evolution. We we can't let go of the past. We just cannot let it go. I mean, back in the old timing days of getting paid, moving forward, getting into college, it was different. It was totally different. And now as a player, as a parent, or as a coach, The game is totally shifted now. If someone told you they would give you $130 million, sell two of your houses, buy them from you for $500,000 a piece, and build you a $6 million house, what would you do? If someone told you they would give you $100,000 cash to come to this college or university, and you barely got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, and you living in a one-shack house, you don't know who your mama really is, you don't know who your daddy really is, you got six brothers and sisters to think about. You're taking that money. Let's be real. But the state of college sports has changed. I mean, it used to be if you were a player. I don't know why you chose to go to that college or university. You know, was it you that type of athlete that sat on the corner of that bed looking at that poster. I want to go to that school because of that player. I want to be like that player. I want to follow that player. Or were you that guy, a young lady that listened to the stories that your 
grandpa and grandma told you and your cousins and relatives older than you told you about a certain college and university. But you chose that path. There have been ones that take the money route. No one's judging. You do what you have to do to do what you want to do. We get that. But it made sports different then. I guess the dedication, the heart, and the empathy of sports, to me, all goes together. So it's kind of hard for the older generation to really adjust to when it happens overnight so fast. Here, this hope and this dream of this kid coming to your favorite college and university, going to change your sports conversation on Sundays. If you're a college football fan, in the South, what really matters, it's important. And when that player changes his mind or her mind and goes somewhere else, maybe to a rival school, or a school you just don't understand why that kid chose that school, was the coach? Was it the money? Was it the program itself? What, what what did you follow your friend? Did you go there on a buddy system? But it makes that fan want to know why. And the state of college football is in a different era right now. You you may have a few kids that are following coaches right now that can go in a home and talk to the right person to get you to come to that college or university. It's called recruiting. And you have to be good at that. Some coaches are, some are not, but you get that dedication. You hear you all have a young person coming to your school to change to change the whole persona of your college and university in one particular season. But all of a sudden, they change their mind at the last minute and go somewhere else. Now we pissed at the kid. Oh, fuck. Why? 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 And then on the other side, you see these dynasties being built. How did they do that? How? How do they do that year after year, decade after decade? What is going on? How are they funneling this thing in? See, back in the day, they had certain territories. People wouldn't cross. But now it's not like that. It's it's open season out there. If you can get that person, go get him. Nothing is stopping you. And now we don't ideally have to give the future athlete to change all our college and universities chants on Saturdays and, and during the week. They got this thing called NIL, name imaging licensing. Now we've taken a financial obligation and cheating out of the game now, right? We've taken that out of the way. The money's off the table. So now why are you going to this college and university? Go. Oh, hold on. One other thing. Now you can transfer in the same year and still play ball. Talk to me. Who's to blame? That's deep. That's a whole lot of things off the table. So now the decision on why these kids are choosing these schools and universities is deeper than what we think now. Could it be? With NIL on the line, meaning these kids can get paid off their name or image or likeness. They can get paid. And so far, so good. The reports are coming out last time I checked on the Brian Gumbel show, Real Sports. The last time I looked at this, the uh, statistical breakdown of this is looking real good. So nobody is trying to get their come up on this yet. Nobody's trying to profit off an already illegal activity. I said legal. 
So now that's off the table. So now let's go to the coaches. The money has changed everything. Let's look at some of the winningest coaches in the 70s and 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Look at the money they were making compared to today. Game changer. Millions of dollars to come in here to get you to come in here and change this whole program. We need wins. We want championships. We, we want to put our program where it should be. That's hard when it's open season in recruiting. You got to get somebody with a mouthpiece and a hell of a resume, a resume to entice these kids to follow you now. Now you got to bring it. And now the, the money is off the table. You ain't got to cheat no more. You got to cheat no more. The money is there. If you can ball, you're getting paid. If you look halfway damn decent, you're, you're good. Hell, even Shrek can make some money. So I think all of you can make some money. I'm not saying everybody's going to come out a millionaire, but the money is off the table now. Get that bag while you can. Isn't that what the young kids are saying? Who's to blame? So now, as a fan of college football, as a fan of college sports, it changes you as a fan when you look at what can be done as a player. I appreciate the players. I appreciate the colleges, the college coaches out there, men and women. Thank you. But now the money game has changed with these TV deals, these appearance fees, these radio shows, podcasting, free home, free vehicle, free tuition. Whole lot of things off the table. Let's get to it. If you in it for the money, there's nothing wrong. But make it make sense to the fan base. Make it make sense to the players if you're just chasing the bag. I get it. But if you're going for a competitive edge, I get that too. There's nothing wrong with what you did, Lincoln, I am Riley. Nothing wrong. Now, this whole thing with Brian Kelly going to Louisiana, now that's funny. That's like watching when the Carolina Panthers came to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I saw people tailgating with wine. Yeah, talk to me. Who's to blame? It's going to be a little uncomfortable in the beginning, but they're going to get used to it. That's what she said. But if you break down to why these coaches made these moves to these particular universities, look at the schedule, look at what the coaches came from, and look at what their alternative motive is. What is the motive of the move for Lincoln Riley to do what? Get them W's. To bring back something that college sports needs. They need USC to be good at something. They need that. They're downtown L.A. They need that bad, bad. LSU have had three college coaches win a national championship for them. Come on now. That's the recruiting capital of the world. There are more people playing football in Louisiana per capita than anywhere else. And that's where that mouthpiece need to go, known as Brian Kelly. So I think these moves are coming up now that we're about to see is more and more going to be made. As fans, we can't be so mad and so quick to jump the gun the first time that we hear this when it's breaking news. Of course, we're going to scream, yell, cuss, kick, call somebody. Something outrageous is going to happen in the fan base. We get it. But we walk around the house, play a couple of video games, smoke them if you got them. Then we say, OK, OK, I get it now. I get it now. Now I understand. 
Now I understand. Now I see why they made these moves. I would too. I would too. If I'm trying to get better at something, whether it's coaching, whether it's recruiting, whether it's proving that I can win at any level with any odds facing me, whether good or bad, there's no telling what I may do. There's no telling. And with the way sports are geared now and structured now, I think the opportunity base out there is going to open up even wider. So you're just going to get in. You're just going to walk up to the elevator. The door is open and you get in. You're not going to push a button. Okay. Everybody's trying to get in that elevator and push a button. And now we're seeing more and more of that throughout college sports. But the state of college sports just not what it used to be. And we can't be mad. I like the outcome. I like the future. I like the the narrative. There's so much positivity in college sports. Now, on the women's side, we've got a long way to go. We've got a long way to go on the, on the women's side. got a long way to go. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting the right people on these platforms when it comes to women's sports. And thank you for finally expanding the women's basketball tournament this year with the team's participation. Thank you so much. They're finally listening, people. Who's to blame? I guess they're finally recognizing the bottom dollar throughout college sports. But this has been a wild one and some to gesture in. It has made the upcoming holiday, as we know as Christmas season, it's going to make that roundtable discussion even deeper when you think about college sports. Everybody wants to know, Dad, son, what you think about Lincoln Rock? Mom, sis, what you think about Brian Kelly? That's the bottom line. That's the topic of discussion right now. Do you want that action boss in the SEC? Who takes a job in downtown L.A.? Raise your hand. I do. State your name. State your name. <laughs> it's, it's to that point. It's, again, when it first happened, everybody was like, oh, my. I thought Twitter was really going to explode when it happened. But I'm looking at everybody's body language and recognizing what, I guess, the dollar and the value of college sports today. It's through the roof. Look at all the sponsors. Look how they're marketing the game. Look how they're marketing the particular sport now compared to 10 years ago. And it's only getting better. I'm not knocking what the college game is doing at all on any level or any sport. Do your thing. Get it while you can. I like it. Keep it going. There is nothing wrong with it at all. You have Draymond Tez's support and vote all day already. And being a Florida football Gator fan, I didn't think we would make the hire so quick. But the Raging Cajun coach, we have him. I I, I got to do my own background investigative reporting. You know, it's like when your kids date, you know, you, you, you got to do your own background check. You know, this is beyond the handshake of, of Mike Lowry and, and, and Marcus you know, greeting homeboy at the door. No, we we digging deep now. You know, we going way behind your social media. We going we're gonna find out about you, boy. Yeah, that's how that's how you gotta be right now if if you're really into this as a fan when it comes to college sports. I want to know about you because you're about to go out here and guide my team. I gotta make sure you know what you're doing. Because I'm thinking about this out loud, this money that's out here in college sports. If you're in fifth grade. 
you got to think about this career move. <laughs> and I'm thinking about this money now. I really want to put together a strategic plan and send out a letter and break down a deal that I'm willing to do to become a college coach on any level if I can bring in my own damn staff. If I can bring in my own staff, I'm telling you. I can sell manure to two cows. That's not the problem at all, at all. But I would just, I think that's the next big thing coming. Someone from social media is going to get a job in college sports and do very, very well. Look at what Bill James did. Look at how he changed the complete structure of baseball with that damn book breaking down analytics of the game. Look at that. Ah, amazing. Brilliant. But I'm going to approach one of these colleges and universities. Hey, oh, oh. Trey Montez has an idea. Let me sell me to you on this idea of letting me come in here and coach this college team. But here's the catch. I'm bringing in my own crew. My own crew. We're going to see what happens on that. I'm really going to follow through with this and see what happens. Watch. I'm not saying I'm going to get a, a job at a top D1 school, but I'm going to be on somebody's radar. Not saying we need that much money to be paid to me. We're going to need a hell of a marketing budget, though. You know, the salary we can talk about, but that marketing budget needs to be in the millions because we're going to have a lot of fun. But think about the original topic here, the state of college sports. I think it's an advantageous point for any person that is thinking about going to the collegiate level and actually participating in sports. The advantage is on you with that NIL. The advantage is on you with the option to transfer and still play in the same season of your particular sport. The advantage is on you. These guaranteed contracts in college sports, again, I mentioned this on my Montez at Midday live stream and also on the last podcast episode about, I saw a report that broke down from 2010 to 2020. There's $553 billion being paid out to fired college coaches. That is, that's like one and a half Patrick Mahomes contracts. That's crazy. That is outrageous. That's guaranteed money. There's one coach that makes $17.4 million a year. He's fired, been fired from three schools. Three schools are paying him. I bet when his wife says, honey, what are you doing today? Not a damn thing. I make $17.4 million a year. I can do what I want to do. I wonder, has that been said? Who's to blame? So that's another topic of discussion. The money in college sports. Again, this is Who's to Blame. I'm your host, Dre Montez. I would like to thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast episode. Don't forget, check out my live stream show, Montez at Midday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can check us out on Facebook, Dre Montez. You can also check us out on YouTube, Dre Montez 
Twitter at W2B Dre Montez. And don't forget, we're TikToking now, kids. TikTok 63. But subscribe to that YouTube page, Dre Montez. That way it gets you all caught up on our live stream show, Montez at midday. And also, let the holiday season start. Think about your charity contributions you're going to get together this year. Watch out for all these scammers out there. Just be aware of your surroundings when you're doing holiday shopping. And don't forget to support your veterans out there. You know, veterans, we are still here, my people. Go Navy all the time. And in the words of my great-grandpappy, if your back pockets are touching, it means you have no ass at all. Thank you so much for tuning in to Who's to Blame, the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, good people. It's been a lot of fun, and thank you. Thank you.